Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Here, I can talk forever. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm here with Joe Joy Dushi. She is a holistic and spiritual guide and intuitive energy healer. And she also is a podcast host of her own show called The Methodology. Welcome to the show, Joy. Hi, it's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so tell us how you got into your um, business and how you came to understand that you were an intuitive. Were you always that way or was it something that kind of developed later? Yeah, so I got into this work uh, years ago when I um, experienced it was a bit after I experienced a great transformation in my own life and was, uh, re- you know, it was just like a really, really profound experience of experience of awakening. And then um, I got into, I was never into, you know, the esoteric or the holistic life until after my great transformation, when I suffered uh, an ischemic stroke. I was 29 years old and I was pregnant at the time. I had two little girls at home and it was a life-changing experience because um, I was forced into this very, very dark uh, rest of, you know, a forced rest where I could no longer run. um, And I had to spend a year in recovery after the stroke. So um, I had a very, very profound experience of depression and sadness with, you know, really uh, just not being able to go about my life anymore the way, it, what, the way it was and distract myself. What I realized I was distracting myself from a lot of emotional pain. Um, and then I was faced in that time. It was like a dark night of the soul. Like they say that. I began to look within for the first time and really, really get in touch with what was going on in the interior and like my interior lens of my life and my being. And I started to reevaluate everything and realized that I wasn't feeling fulfilled until then, you know, and at, at that time, up until then. And uh, I didn't, I, I felt like the meaning in my life was you know, missing. And I just started to um, parse out like what was, what was not serving me any longer. What wasn't, what was not feeling soul nourishing. And I started to make like changes little by little. And while I was trying to heal from the stroke, I found some, you know, I was working with many doctors West in the Western, you know, world, but I was not excited about any of those you know when the doctors just just like felt it, it felt like I was like just a number at the at, you know waiting in the doctor's office 
And when I was able to like realize, wait, there are, there's a whole world out there that's not that, you know, and it was Eastern medicine. That was something that I felt so drawn to and I felt very connected to. So I started to, you know, turn towards those modalities for my own healing. And when I did, it felt like I was like just connecting the dots and I was like, oh, this makes sense to me. You know, it was as simple as that. What makes sense and what doesn't? But the driver was my soul. It was like my, my soul was saying that makes sense and that doesn't. And so I then found um, Paul Check, who um, the Czech Institute is, I call him like the pioneer of, of holistic health and um, I'm also an athlete. And I started to run as when I got the green light from the doctor is that I was able to, you know, move my body again. And that was just like such a gift that I was able to, you know, exercise, which I love to, to do. And so when I was, I started running and running became like this beautiful vehicle that turned that, that, you know, really allowed me to connect my mind, body, and soul all together and through this movement. And it was through nature. And I was just on such a high from this feeling. It was like reclaiming my health again and being able to run again after being in such a sedentary state for almost a year. So when I was, I was very, you know, I was trying to take care of my body too, like strength training and all of that. And at the local gym, I heard some trainers talk about the, the check philosophy, which is Paul Czech's, uh, you know, what he created with the Czech Institute. And then I started working with one of those practitioners. And then that was just like, it led me into this whole world of uh, holistic living and spiritual living. And then I became um, a certified uh, holistic life guide myself. Um, I was just, you know, it was just like this infectious road that kept, everything kept like leading me to another thing. It was like, you know, first it was the holistic living then it was spiritual living. And then it was like everything, like the more out there it was like the more drawn I was to it. So the weirder, the better, <laughs> you know? And I mean, even from back then, like astrology crystals, like all of it were just like, oh, like I couldn't get enough of it, you know? And so I seeked everything. And over the years, I would say, um, I just kept adding and, you know, more and more to my practice, right? Um, I found breath work like much later on my journey. And I really believe that, I know I'm like all over the place with this story, but um, I believe that every experience happened exactly when they were supposed to. You know, it was through this journey of healing myself and expanding and being more open to new things and you know even working with like a shot like my medicine woman out in Sedona like that happened at the exact time that it was supposed to happen so being in touch with the divine and with the universe and really being in that flow the flow state of like you know allowing those experiences to happen and I'm not saying they were all easy they were hard experiences but it was, I feel like it was just this beautiful journey of, and it still is, of a, a constant awakening. You know, it's just mm -hmm. like, and, and it's very much like a rite of passage. It's like coming back home to yourself and 
throughout the journey, like finding all of these modalities. But when I found breath work, that was like a big, big, you know, amazing experience because that had helped me heal what, you know, 20 years of therapy and everything that I try to find to help me with PTSD, with post-traumatic stress disorder, um, which I didn't talk about, but losing my brother very tragically in my early, when I was only um, 20 years old was a very, very life-changing changing experience where I suffered for many, many years. No matter how much healing I had until I found breath work, I was never able to really heal. Um, and it was through the first experience of breath work that I was finally able to really, really heal the loss of my brother and who was only 11 months older than me when he passed. And, and he was only 11 months older than me. And when he passed, um, I had just gotten married and it was the month after. And so it was the very, it, you know, there was a lot of guilt and so much sadness and that I had suffered with. So I knew that breath work was something I needed to do and to, you know, learn. And that I think like breath work is probably my, it, it's my most, I don't know. I don't want to say it's the most potent uh, vehicle, you know, modality of my work that I, that I offer, but it is uh, a very, very strong modality that I offer. And then there is the energy work and the, and the intuitive, you know, work that I do. Everything is intuitive, right? Like into like the intuition I'd say was something that didn't happen at the very start. Like in, you know, when I first started practicing, but the more that I got into this work and the more that I cultivated trust within my own self and realized that I am uh, I'm my own divine, you know, teacher, right? Like when I seek, when I was seeking answers from every healer and guide and, you know, uh, book or <laughs> blog that I was reading, it was like, when I was finally able to get really, really quiet with myself and realize that the answers were inside of myself, that was when I think my intuitive, you know, um, uh, all my, those gifts really, really started to crystallize for me. Yeah. It's like you, you have this inner dialogue that starts happening and you start asking yourself, how's this feel? You know, does this feel right? Is this resonating with me? Do I want to look into this more? Is this exciting or am I not sure about this? And I want to shelf it for a while. Uh, our path is really similar because your your catalyst was your stroke. I mean, I had a couple of catalysts throughout my life, but it, mine was I had my first psychic reading like in 2011. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people know this, but I was skeptical about psychics. I thought, well, how am I going to know they're the real thing? And you know, what if they try to scare me or how do I know they're the real deal? You know, I had a lot of questions, but um, I ended up getting a reading from this man who's been a psychic for a really long time. He actually doesn't give public readings. So it was like a friend of a friend <laughs> 
connection. Wow. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I would say 99% right about everything. So, and then I, I was able to talk to my father who passed away in 91. So that was the first time I really could hear from him, you know, or through this psychic medium that he was relaying what he was telling me. So that opened up and I was like, oh my God, like, I have to look at all of this now. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. So I'm not too familiar with breath work. So could you explain what that is? Sure. So I do. I mean, I feel like breath work really needs <laughs> to be explained because it could seem like such a broad term, right? And it, mm-hmm. it, so like lots of times I ask people, have you done breath work before? And they're like, yeah, you know, I meditate or I breathe, you know, I just... I'm like, okay, no. So I call it alchemical breath work because it has the ability to be just like alchemy where we can actually have the most transformative experiences with this type of healing. So with breath work, what's happening is that we are pretty much, you know, in the tangible way, you're, what you're doing is you're just, you're breathing in a more active rhythm. It's a three-part breath. You breathe from your mouth only. First, you breathe from your lower chakras in, your belly in. You breathe from your high chest in. And then you exhale through the mouth. So it kind of sounds like this. You're breathing in, breathing in, breathing out. So it's, and it's rapid. So you're going like. So what's happening is that we are actually beginning to close down the conscious mind and we're able to pull up from the unconscious and the subconscious all stored trapped emotions that have been stored as energy in our body and lots of those emotions have to do with our old traumas have to do with you know old wounding and patterns that are recreated over and over the stories that we tell ourselves and because we're so fixated in our conscious mind and our controlling mind we don't allow ourselves to release right in a in a visceral somatic way right so what we're doing now is we're starting to release all that stuff all that stagnant energy that's been residing your, in your body, even from a prime, from our primal years. And it's quite remarkable what happens. I mean, we can experience lots of different sensations through this experience. Uh, lots of times there is like cramping in the, in the hands, the, there are a lot of meridians, like the, the hand meridians and the feet are connected to the heart chakras. So what we're doing is we're activating our chakras also, and we're opening up the chakra system. So the lower chakras have to do with like our um, lower emotions, like shame, guilt, fear, right? And all that like lives down there in the solar plexus and the second chakra. And what we're doing now is we're moving that And we're actually awakening and opening up the heart meridian, the heart chakra, which is on the high chest. That's why we breathe first lower belly, then heart. And then we exhale through the mouth. And so we're releasing all of that. Lots of times people feel their bodies vibrating. 
There are many times that people feel like they're levitating. I've had people feel like they were submerged in water, like really, really wild experiences. So we're actually like almost like leaving the conscious states and we can have like very lucid experiences. We can go into different dimensions. It's a very spiritual experience too, where you are really connecting with your soul, uh, with, with spirit itself. And um, many times people feel, I mean, they cry and they feel like this, they've seen light and colors and really um, almost like what you hear when people do like the medicine journeys, like ayahuasca or mushrooms, things like that. Mm -hmm. The key is that you really need to coach yourself to leave the conscious mind and let go. And that's what I have people do is like, I've really, really coached them to just stop thinking and just feel the safety and surrendering and letting go so that you, they can have their most profound experience. So typically when a client comes to me to see me, we'll do, we'll get into some therapy talk like before, right? We want to know like what's going on, what feels most present, what are you feeling stuck with in your life? What are some of the intentions? What do you want to manifest in your life? What are some blocks? What are some patterns that you keep repeating, right? So we're just starting to open up the container and then we move into, I get them on the table and then we start the breath work. Um, and I typically, I'm a sound, I'm also a sound healer. So I work with different crystal bowls, gongs, things like that. Um, what I'm doing with the sound bath after, I feel like it's just like a beautiful way to restore after having such a masculine experience, you know, we want to mm -hmm. like kind of soften now and then just allow everything to integrate into a softening. And it's through the sound bath that I feel like what happened, what just happened in breath through the breath work experience really starts to sink in in such a beautiful way and integrate into the body and to harmonize the body, the physiological body very, very beautifully. Wow. So I'm so fascinated by this now. I'm going to have to look into it. <laughs> yeah. My key here, just, I just want to credit David Elliott with two T's. Um, he is the person that I learned from and his, his approach is just my favorite. I've researched other breathwork um, teachers and different approaches and they're all amazing. However, with David, David's work, like I've done extensive trainings with him and I just love, you know, what hit, it, it, yeah, <laughs> I have to uh, say that that's um, who I learned from. So has it been around for a while or because I, I never really heard about breath work, honestly, it hasn't really come to my attention in the past year or two, so yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's gained a lot of attention, um, more in the past few years. Um, it's been around for quite some time. Um, and, but, but I do feel like late, you know, of the last, I want to say the last like three years and especially after COVID like, or through COVID breathwork has been a very, very strong go-to and it's been catching lots of, uh, attention. So when they're laying on the table, are you guiding them through the breath work? Is that how it works? Okay. 
Yeah. And then my intuition will take me, you know, will guide me into like, you know, I'm not a typical breathwork facilitator where I'm just coaching them the entire time with the breath, because lots of times they'll slip into a different state. And it's that at that time, I'm also working energy with their energy as well. And um, as a mystic as well, I've also have a mystical training certification and um, I work with crystals as well. I'm certified with crystals and, you know, so I sometimes I'm just kind of working with energy as they're breathing and having their experience, or they might be, they might've fell into some kind of uh, in-between sleep state, like lucid sleep. And so I just allow that to happen. Whereas in the trainings that I've been at with breath work, the coach and the guide will keep persisting that they need to keep breathing. And I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because <laughs> there is a whole alchemy that I have, you know, uh, acquired. Um, and I, and I feel that I trust my intuition where I'm guided, where I feel my own guidance tells me this is, this is, you know, at this moment, this is what I'm going to do, you know, in the session. And sometimes that might just be holding space and just allowing um, the person to feel the transmission of unconditional love from me to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look into this more because I'm always looking at different modalities. So you're, you and I are a lot alike because when I'm working on clients, I combine a lot of different things at the same time. Um, you know, so I'll, I love Reiki, but then I do, I throw in a little theta healing in there. Mm. And then you're in a meditative state when you're working with a client. So then you're, you're more likely to receive a message for them, um, during that state. So it's like, (laughs) you can't really separate it all out. You just allow whatever happens, happens. So why do you think um, breath work is so powerful? Like for you, you said that really allowed you to heal from grieving over your brother's passing. What, what made it so effective for you? Uh, Yeah. You think first, I want to say that I love that you shared the, what you said was like, you're in a meditative state when you're facilitating. And I love that you said that because that's exactly the way that I facilitate. I'm completely shutting everything else around me <laughs> mm-hmm. out and I'm just really honing in and I'm in that meditative state. And I'm, you know, and when that, when you're there, it's just so beautiful because you can really, really trust and your intuition will guide you. And then you pull from whatever you need to from your, you know, your own alchemy to facilitate. So I love that. Um, but yeah, so, uh, thank you for asking about that. Um, there was, there's no question that that experience with my brother in my first, uh, the first breath work, it, I mean, it was a very, very spiritual experience and, you know, just being like, just going to some, um, to a therapist and, uh, you know, a t- and just talking through 
the experience of losing my brother. Yeah, there's great value in that. But what happened in that session was that I really did connect with my brother. I was with him in that experience. And it was extremely spiritual. Like it was just, I felt like we were, you know, um, we went, what happened, I'll just tell you that, you know, I'll give you all the details, but um, I, I grew up, when I grew up, when um, I grew up in, in Brooklyn, New York, and we had this house and we had this beautiful lilac tree in the, in the, almost on like the, the, the driveway, right? <laughs> Um, but it was very, very beautiful. And that was something that stood out about our like my childhood and how my brother and I used to play together and, and you know, play basketball in the driveway and so on and so forth. So um, in this breathwork experience, I was actually in this beautiful garden and there were just all these lilac trees and we were reunited we were playing together and I got to say to him all the things that I always wanted to say before he died um how much I loved him and there was just this extraordinary uh vibration of unconditional love and I do believe that we really did you know we were really reunited in that in that experience and so the breath work going into those states right those different states of consciousness allowed me to have that experience. And it allowed me to really feel the love that my brother, the exchange of love between my brother and I. So that was what felt so healing and all the guilt, everything went away. It was like, ever since then, I have never experienced it again. I miss him sometimes so much. Like I'll still feel like that yearning for him through my sleep, but then he comes and visits, you know, through my dreams. And so I feel his spirit so much. And I, um, I know that we're always going to be connected. However, in that experience was when I really felt the actual letting go of all the really, really hard emotions that I lived with for many, many years of grieving him with grieving him. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get a chance to finally communicate with that loved one, it's like you get closure, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Cause when I was communicating with my father, you know, he talked a lot about me being very different and my mother not understanding me and, but I knew he understood me, like, <laughs> you know, like he, I think he knew that I was different and he accepted it. He didn't try to change me. He actually was buying me books on the paranormal and UFOs when I was a kid. So I, I think he knew there's something different. So that's why when he passed away, it was like, here's this person who I love so much, who accepted me is now gone. Yeah. You know? And his, his, his physical body is gone, but he's not his spirit. Right. Is still, right. 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 And, and I feel that, that what you just shared is so much, you know, like the story with my brother of unconditional love that fully accept, you know, unconditional acceptance as well. And that to, 
your dad wants you to know that you are you know, worthy of feeling that unconditional acceptance and unconditional love, whether your mom is able to express that or she doesn't, you know, that you are a divine being that really does, you know, is worthy of receiving that. And your dad is reminding you of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it was so difficult when he passed. But it's interesting Grief is interesting because the way I worked it out and I was 18 years old, I just went dancing all the time. Like I, I tried to do things that made me feel good, yeah. but weren't, I mean, dancing is not bad for you, but I I guess some people would turn to like drinking or something, but I was like, Hey, I'm in college now and I've got these great friends and they love to dance and we just went dancing three nights a week. It was crazy. Like I was so tired, but so happy. (laughs) Yeah. It made you, you know, gave you a lot of release. It was, I I think that, you know, moving is a great way to um, release energy and to heal. So, yeah. Yeah. So I I'm going to definitely check out Breathwork um, and check out Joy's website. She probably has information on there. I'll have all that in the notes. Mm -hmm. And her teacher, David Elliott, I'm really curious because, I mean, if you could facilitate healing faster and better, wouldn't you want to try it? You know? Yeah, I have many I also mentor people and I have a lot of my mentees taking his workshops and his trainings as well. And, you know, that's what I love about his community is like, we want more and more people to know about this healing because it's radical and it's really, really, you know, super transformative. So you can definitely check out, you know, he, he, I know he was just in New York and in Omega, um, which is a beautiful place to Mm -hmm. learn. Um, and so some people that I know were there training. Yeah, I grew up, I'm from New York City too. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm from the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Oh, cool. Yeah. So hello, New Yorker. <laughs> what a tough place to grow up as a sensitive person though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always say it's like boot camp for <laughs> empaths. Yeah, my boyfriend and I just went we spent a day together walking from the east side to the west side yesterday and like touring some museum we went to a museum and the night before we went to the ballet so we were saying I you know we both felt so good um this morning we were saying how we both felt so good this morning on a Monday morning and it's raining in New York and so on and I was saying how just being in the park we you know spent time in in nature um which we don't usually do And it just felt so good because to balance out the intensity of New York City is like, you know, it's so necessary. So making sure we're, we're probably going to be more intentional about balancing out our days, like when we have time on the weekends to get to the park. Yeah, I love Central Park. I always was one of my favorite places. Yeah, I usually start my day there every morning when I run there, you know. Um, I try to, (laughs) yeah. 
Well, Joy, thank you so much for sharing your story on the show and talking about breath work. Um, definitely check out her website and do you do distance sessions with people too? Absolutely. Um, I do remote sessions, virtuals. Um, I was facilitating virtual workshops, especially a lot, lots of them during COVID mm-hmm. quarantine uh, time. But now, right now, I don't have any virtual workshops. I just um, will do individual sessions um, and they are really powerful, even, you know, through, through the Zoom. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Joy. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so nice. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.